When you are building something no one has ever seen, something no one has ever imagined, who can you turn to for help? The answer is the other people who are facing the same issues you are. Those product inventing, boundary pushing, design obsessed folks who are just like you. Welcome to AWS Startup Stories. I'm Michelle Kung. And I'm Michael Copeland. What follows are the tools that work, the leadership practices that make a difference, and the lessons you only learn by building a company. And one more thing, what startup jockeys do with a very rare item, their downtime. So let's get to it. Tool, practice, lesson, and something to do when you aren't neck deep in code. I want to welcome Claudia Hosu, who's the co-founder and CTO of EatSafe, and another co-founder and the marketing and business guy, and you do everything, Matt Bland. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Uh, Matt, just give us a quick overview of what EatSafe does. EatSafe is a mobile app that helps people with dietary requirements discover exactly what they can eat at restaurants and helps the restaurants turn this allergen compliance legal requirement into a revenue driver. So people looking to eat food that they're either allergic to or maybe they're vegan or vegetarian and then restaurants want those customers to know what they serve. Exactly. Got it. All right, let's get into this. And this is good because we have a technical person and an admitted non-technical person. Yep. So you guys will have different answers, I think, to these things. All right, a tool. Let's let's talk about a tool that you use, Matt, as a, as a non-technical person. Could be a technical tool. And tell us what that is. Uh, at the moment, I in Firebase on a daily basis, just trying to understand the analytics of it all. Uh, and by default, Google Analytics for, or Firebase Analytics. Um, not from the technical side of things, but from the market understanding and the user understanding side of things, it's very important to know what your customers are doing to know where you need to go next. Firebase. Claudia. Oh, this is difficult. I use so many tools on a daily basis. I guess I could start with Atom, which is our um, development environment for React Native. Then we use Visual Studio for the web-based application. I use we use Slack a lot. Slack for I hear that oh, yeah, over Slack, and over. Everyone's yeah. big Slack users. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Slack for, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess also Trello. We use a lot just for devising um, our backlog and priorities and managing day-to-day day tasks. And for Trello, do you have a, a secret? I mean, do you ha organize it in a certain way that helps you um, personally? So personally, I use it. I have two Trello boards currently. Each, I guess, each is for each product that we have. This uh, web-based one that's for the restaurant, and another one for our app. Um, and the way I use it is, I have a bigger backlog, then um, a to-do list, then what's in progress, and then what's done. Sounds pretty straightforward. But it, being organized, being efficient, like there's so many things you could be doing. You have to make sure you're doing the right things. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah, and we've gone through so many. Um, ways of organizing our Trellos. I guess in, we initially started with having a board with for all three of us, and then slowly we we decided to just keep a milestone board where we all our milestones are in there. But then we separate each of us has their own board, and we if we want to track each other's progress, then we can check each other's board. But as long as our tasks fall into within the milestones that are our priorities in that bigger board, we are good. Everybody's we should be fine. good. Yeah, it gives you the flexibility then to set up, because the board has to be very different when you're tracking sales tasks from when you're tracking feature development or when you're tracking, you know, social content or marketing tools. And so, yeah. Got it. 
a leadership practice or routine. It could be in guiding technical teams, could it be at this current startup or another organization that you worked at? Well, I think one thing that is very important is keeping things as lean as possible. And I know that's a buzzword and everyone likes to use it, but I really like the concepts of either agile or extreme programming even, where you always keep in touch with everyone on a daily basis. You have a weekly or maybe bi-weekly planning meeting and a retrospective where you look back and try to see what went well, what didn't, and how you can improve. And I think if you have enough visibility and communication, things tend to go really well on their own. And people tend to take responsibility and commitment for their things, so you don't have to always breathe down everyone's necks. Uh, so that's helped me a lot. And I find that technical teams have a lot of initiative on their own. You don't have to always tell people what they need to or should be doing. They have great ideas and technical people are really hands-on all the time and, and they're very informed. So that sounds like a leadership practice kind of in reverse where, like you say, if, if they have, if technical teams have all this initiative and you point them in the right direction and they go, that's something you should know as a technical leader. Like that you don't want to be this kind of constant exactly. arm around their neck or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. And one thing that I've learned is that as a leader, you don't know everything. You actually hire the people that can bring the expertise in the team that you probably don't have anyway. So what you're doing is you're, you're giving them the environment to give you back what you need to actually have a successful business or a successful product for that matter. Matt, leadership. Yeah, well, I think that's quite a, a good point is that you should be trying to make yourself irrelevant really in the day to day. <laughs> uh, not only because as you grow, there are more tasks that get added on. And if you're so dependent, like the business is dependent on you doing everything, then you will just collapse. Yeah. <laughs> but also so that you can learn from people, so that you can let people to re really grow. I think Agile is something that is was not something I ever really came across in my background in like the marketing agency world, but it's something I'm trying to understand more and more about and apply in a non-technical sense to marketing principles as well and business operations. So that is something I'm trying to learn more about. So describe how that plays out in, in marketing and business side of things. Well, I think that's something I'm still trying to right. figure out fully. But is the benefit again sort of moving fast and iterating and like exactly. getting to the right place and then going even further? Yeah, so like regularly catching up on things and reassessing things and that testing and, and move fast mentality is very useful and it's often used in the digital space but I think the use of structures around it isn't as commonplace and so you miss out on a bit of that I think. Maybe not as formalized I see. A lesson learned it could be something that you learned and you're like wow I am going to do this all the time now or I'm never doing that again. I would say a big lesson learned is don't try and do things that you have no understanding of how to do them. So, well, okay, sounds like you've done that. What, what happened or and when, when and how? So I think at the start of the process, I tried to uh, go around the technical route and manage technical people and do the technical stuff uh, or the actual programming elements of it uh, with no experience of doing that. And so 
I really did not succeed there and was too trusting that, oh yeah, other people, you know, I don't really know it, but yeah, it'll be fine. They're the experts. So yeah, I was too trusting and tried to do things that were way out of my skill set. I should have taken more time to understand it and find people, find the experts, real experts, in order to let them do the stuff that they're good at and I can stick with what I'm good at. Well, can I ask, like, what made you think that you could do it? Because I think in some ways, and Claudia, you're going to disagree, but that, that technical stuff is becoming more and more abstracted and there's, there's kind of modular approaches to things and you get the feeling as a non-technical person that you could do a lot of it. But where did you bump up against your limits? I mean, I guess it was an execution, but, but how did you... You know, how did you even learn that? Or how did you even think that you could do it? Well, I think at the start, I knew some other more technical founders. And so I chatted to them a little bit. And I come from um, economics and finance before I was in the marketing. And I'm data-driven in the marketing side of things. I've done a little bit of JavaScript, but as I very quickly found, very, very, very minimal. So I thought, oh, you know, maybe it's another skill set I could just add on, which is a very naive point of view. Yeah, so I, I thought it was something I could adjust my current skill set, but it requires a lot more thought right. process right. Than, than I had time to give. I would agree. I would agree with you there. Claudia, what's a lesson learned? I think one thing that I find, still find quite hard to do is deciding when the best timing is to step back and have an overview of the situation as opposed to being always quite absorbed in the details, especially in a um, startup environment where everyone does everything and it's always about doing because there's a lot to do. You forget sometimes that you need to, to think about strategy and you, you need to think about long term. You need to just step back and think about where your business is going. Is this, is this the right step to take right now? Is this a priority? It's very easy to get absorbed. That's happened to I imagine. And like, what was the the result of that getting absorbed? I think for me personally, it's more since I work and I'm very hands-on a developer, but I'm also a co-founder and the CTO. And I should be thinking in terms of what's the right direction on technology. I should be thinking when the best timing is to acquire talent. I should be thinking about how to use that money and what kind of budget do we have for for future hires and things like that. But at the same time, I'm also working on the app. I'm one of the developers. So it's a, I feel like sometimes it's a bit of a conflict of interest as well. Like I don't want to leave some parts of the app to someone else because I know what's in there, but then you don't want to make that mistake. You want to open it up and have more people work and bring in more expertise and things like that. So I, I find that I'm in a bit of a conflict sometimes and I should just let go, think about, okay, now it's time to give the app to someone else or have someone else or prepare someone else to take over some parts because I'm not going to be the one always developing it, you know? So that's that's one thing. Or, or thinking even in terms of other parts of the business, I tend to stay away from sales or stay away from marketing because I'm busy and there's a lot of work on the technical side, but then you, it's, it's my business as well. And I should be thinking in terms of strategy on marketing and sales as well. That's a really interesting point. And I think that, like, again, you you, you guys, Matt, you're a sort of non-technical person and 
Claudia, you're definitely a technical person, but the, this idea that, you know, yes, you may not be expert in the technical side of things or in the marketing analytics side of things, but you guys have other things to offer each other as a team. And it does sound like with your third co-founder, who's a genius salesperson, like you have this kind of, you know, trio of superpowers that you can yeah. bounce off each other. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. What are you binging? You've, you've got all this spare time, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't. But <laughs> yeah. when you do... Um, I'm trying to think of when we had spare time. Uh, <laughs> what am I binging? My flatmate has got me into RuPaul's Drag Race. Very which, nice. Which is a, a whole world I have never had experience with, and it's really interesting. <laughs> That's good. That takes you outside of yourself. It's very different from my day to day. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Claudia, I'm binging in generally on um, series like Lost in Space or Mars or things like. I, I love space movies, space series, anything that's about science fiction and a world in the future and how technology can, you know, improve things or get us in different places. Right, Matt Brand. And Claudia Hosu, thank you guys so much. Thank you for having thank us. Thanks for listening. Do us a favor and leave us a review. And if you know someone who we should have on the show, or maybe it's you, reach out to us at startupstories at amazon.com. And subscribe to AWS Startup Stories wherever you get your podcasts.